Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 87 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and I hope you all are staying safe and warm, seeing what's going on in the Midwest, and especially what's happening in Texas, just is blowing my mind, and my, my heart goes out to all the families who are being affected by these these freezing cold temperatures. It it's it's pretty crazy. I complain about the cold a lot, but I have never had to go through something like uh, a lot of the folks are going through right now. So I hope everyone listening to this show is uh, is staying safe. I, I really do. Fortunately, we will be escaping the cold weather for a little while. My family is heading down to Orlando to spend a few days at Walt Disney World. So if you want to check in on our trip, I'll be posting to my Twitter and hopefully <laughs> hopefully my Instagram accounts. Uh, unfortunately, my, my Instagram account gets a, a little neglected, but I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make an effort to be better about posting there. As I've mentioned before, this is going to be our first trip down to Disney World since uh, since last February. So it's it's probably an understatement to say that we are really excited to get down there. If I'm honest, though, I'm also a, a bit anxious about visiting. Not because I'm worried about anything. Uh, it's not that uh, necessarily, but I, I just I have this image in my head of what our our Disney vacations have always been, and I'm. I, part of me is afraid of things being so different that it, it changes that perspective, pers- uh, perception. So, uh, it's, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm having a, a little bit of a, an anxious feeling, but I, I've heard from so many people that, uh, that they've really enjoyed their trips down there. So I'm probably making much to do, uh, about nothing. I'm also trying to figure out a way to get out to Port Canaveral this weekend to hopefully catch one of the ships in port. I've been hearing that the Dream will be making a visit, so I'd, I'd love to be there to watch the sail away. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm having a hard time figuring out the logistics, so I, I'm not sure if we'll actually make it, but uh, it's something that I'm, I'm definitely trying to make happen. Uh, if anybody has any specific questions about being at Disney World while I'm down there, please uh, please feel free to reach out. All right, I have invited a special guest onto the show for this week's episode. I've been hearing from multiple listeners for quite some time now that they'd like to hear shows with information about things to do in the specific ports of call that Disney Cruise Line visits. I've struggled with the best way to do shows like this because of my limited experiences in the ports. For example, I've I've been to St. Thomas twice, and, and both times were great, but that's only two personal experiences that I can share about. So there's 
obviously so much to do in any port of call. And my goal is to give you lots of different options and opinions about how to spend your day. I could just read off the list of Disney Cruise Line port adventures, but without any personal experience, it's, I don't know, it, it, it's hard for me to recommend one over another. So the more I thought about it, I, I finally figured out the way that I wanted to approach these episodes. My plan is to do a port of call review every now and then and, and speak with someone local who can provide recommendations and opinions based on personal experiences. Um, today, in this week's episode, I'm going to start uh, with one of the more popular cruise destinations and I'll try to, to work my way around um, you know, other popular destinations in different regions. But for today's episode, we are going to start with St. Thomas, which uh, you can obviously visit on Disney Cruise Line's Eastern Caribbean itineraries. Joining me on this week's episode is Mark, who is the owner of At Home in the Tropics, which is a bed and breakfast located not far from the center of town uh, and overlooks the Charlotte Amelie Harbor. I hope I pronounced that right. Maybe close. We'll find out in a minute. <laughs> which is uh, it's, it's the harbor where you'll find the large cruise vessels docked. Um, when they're visiting the uh, the island of St. Thomas. The Inn has won several of TripAdvisor's Circle of Excellence Awards and offers an authentic and unique Caribbean experience. Definitely the type of experience that I look for when I visit new places. So, Mark, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you coming on. Sure, thanks for having me. Did I pronounce the name of the uh, the harbor correctly? Charlotte Amalia. Amalia. Oh, okay. Amalia. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Okay. Awesome. And can you see can you see the harbor from uh from your from your inn? Oh yeah, definitely. We yeah. we have a, a real nice view, uh 180 degree view of the harbor. Oh wow, that's awesome. Very so cool. we watch we watch all the cruise ships come in and out. Oh nice. I'm uh I'm not really sure I want to know the answer to this question, but what is the weather like down there right now? <laughs> uh it's fantastic. Uh February is is our best time of year. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, uh, January, February, March are the best months to be down here. It's a little cooler. The humidity drops a little bit to 98%. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> no, le- legit. It's in, in the 70 th- 70%, I think. Okay. Um, but uh, we get a nice breeze. The uh, Midway through December, we get what they call the Christmas winds. Oh, and uh, the breeze picks up December, January, February. It's beautiful. Oh, nice! Wow, that's and so. What are the like? What kind of temperatures are we talking about? Eighty-seven, oh, eighty-five. Man, yeah. that sounds amazing. Oh. And then it gets cold at night, so seventy-two, seventy-three. <laughs> so watch yourself. Bring oh, a man. sweatshirt. <laughs> Oh, that's that is funny. I'm from the uh, I'm from the Northeast, um, so you know it's it's cold right now. We got snow on the ground, and uh, I that that weather just sounds uh, sounds pretty amazing. So we're originally from New Jersey, so we oh, okay. bailed. Yeah, we we bailed on that. Uh, sold our so- snow shovels and moved down here. Nice. So I, I guess just, you know to sort of get into it a little bit. I, I want to. I'm curious to hear about that. So can you tell us a little about a you know, a little bit about your experiences and your history of living on St. Thomas. I mean, when did you originally move down there? Uh, around 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so we, uh, moved us and, uh, uh, our son and two dogs down here. And, uh, it's been an adventure ever since that the, the people have been fantastic, you know, from the beginning, uh, everybody was very welcoming and super helpful. It, it's been, it's been, uh, 
a great experience for all of us. That's awesome. What was the what was the draw that you know that 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 brought you down there? Had you, I assume so we, you had visited before. Yeah, we had honeymooned, and we had both been on cruises down here uh, separately uh, before we met uh, my wife and I, and uh, we um, honeymooned on St. John. It sort of snowballed into why don't we find a a place and then uh, find a business to to look at, and we ultimately bought the inn. That's awesome. So how how long after you moved down there did uh, did you purchase the inn? Oh, immediately we came down. Oh. Uh, we we purchased it for uh, we moved down here uh, for the purposes of buying the place. Oh, okay, very cool. And did you have any you know background in running a, a bed and breakfast or anything like that, or was this sort of a no. new venture for you? No, to none none whatsoever. Wow, cool. And has it been working out so far? Yeah, great. I mean, we get, yeah. like you said, we, um, we've gotten the TripAdvisor award. I think that's my airplane that's flying over <laughs> our house. Um, we've, um, uh, the inn has gotten, uh, the, uh, uh, TripAdvisor awards every, every year it's been available every year it's been offered and, um, you know, five-star reviews. We've, we've done a real good, jo- real good job. And frankly, it's mostly, mostly my wife and her cooking, uh, has really brought the the five-star reviews in. Oh, wow. Very cool. What, what would you say was the biggest challenge, you know, sort of uprooting your, your life here in the United States and, and moving down there? You know, the, um, getting rid of everything was initially scary, but then, uh, it was liberating. Yeah. Getting rid of all that stuff that you don't need, you know, yeah. six, six, uh, sets of dishes and, uh, shelves and furniture and all that stuff. It was, that was easy, but the, I guess the biggest challenge was um, uh, adapting ourselves to the pace of okay. life down here. Yeah, because coming from you know the Northeast, you're pretty fast. Uh, I worked in I worked in Manhattan for a few years. Oh wow, and yeah. Being, living in New Jersey, and this it, that's full on go, and uh, you gotta relax when you come down here, and you gotta be patient, and you gotta deal with the the way they do things here. Okay. Very cool. How how old is your son, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, Fifteen. Okay. How how has he adjusted? He loves it. He, yeah. He, I I think from uh, a kid's perspective, as soon as you make some friends at school, it doesn't really matter where you are. Yeah, it makes it a little and easier to adjust. Yeah. As soon as he did that, it was off to the races. Nice. He loves it. I mean, going to the beach. His friends are in the sailing club. He plays the guitar. I mean, it's a whole different experience. Very cool. Yeah. Sounds like a, a pretty cool island life for sure um cool well thanks for that that background i appreciate it um sure so as you know this is a a cruise podcast so i want to sort of look at things from that perspective of you know visiting the island for a day uh might be challenging but i I figured it it might be easiest just to kind of talk about everything there is to do and then you know people can decide kind of what works best for their for their individual schedules um one thing that I was, you know, curious about, what what's the best way you you would recommend just getting around the island? Like taxis, walking, is there a, a preferred meth- mode of transportation? Sure, the well, uh the first thing I'd I would say is that um we're the only US territory state or otherwise that drives on the left side of the road. Oh. So not even Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico drives on the right side of the road. So we are the only ones. And it's even weirder because we have American cars on the left side of the road, not oh. even like in the UK where you're everything's on the other side. <laughs> so we um, 
<laughs> for a cruise ship guest, I would say renting a car is probably not a great idea. Mm. There are taxis everywhere. The taxi services are generally pretty good. Um, just make sure you have cash okay, because yep. most of the taxis only take cash. But when the cruise ships are in port, there's tons of taxis around. Uh, they're always available. They're always at the main uh, areas where the cruise ship is, on the main beaches, downtown. It's it's hard to miss taxis around here. How was uh how was it for you adjusting to uh to to driving on you know on the roads? <laughs> That's uh, I don't know. I guess it took a, it took a little while because you you look the wrong way. Yeah, so, you right. Know, like you assume you assume traffic's <laughs> coming from one way and it's actually coming from the other. Yeah. And the, the worst or the most confusing part is um, circles. We have two circles on our island. Okay. Uh, roundabout roundabouts, yeah, yeah. and they go the wrong way. So you're, that that is like uh, brain breaking yeah. when uh, you go the wrong way on a on a circle. But other <laughs> than that, I mean, you're generally following traffic anyway, so it's yeah, not sure. it's not a huge deal. Okay, I think it's probably helpful that the cars are you know the same cars as you would have in the United States. I think yeah, totally. You know, having to go to like the UK or something and have you know driving on the other side of the car. And potentially having to deal with like a manual transmission. Um, Never. <laughs> would just Never get be a, a manual ever in the UK. I, just, I only drove a man, a, uh, an automatic in the yeah, UK. Yeah, nice. Um, so <laughs> I want to I want to talk about maybe some restaurant recommendations. Do you have some that you sort of would, uh, you know, are, are top of mind of best restaurants to visit if you're kind of there for the day? Yeah, sure. I mean, you want. I guess I would I would try some of the um, uh, downtown restaurants, uh, Ease Tea Garden, um, and some of the surprisingly I guess maybe or not uh, the food trucks here are really good. Oh, nice! And I love they serve trucks. a lot of they're fantastic, and they serve a lot of the the good local foods, um, Kalu soup, uh, fish and fungi, uh, which is like a cornmeal and vegetables oh, wow. uh, mix. And um, we have our own version of a empanada, which is a pate. Okay. So pates, they have vegetables, fish, beef, um, chicken in them with various things. What was that and first thing you said? What's that? Uh, oh, kalaloo soup? Yeah, what's that? It's like a, a coconut-based soup with uh, vegetables, uh, uh, okra. It's really good. Don't don't let the, the ingredients <laughs> fool you, but... <laughs> Don't let it scare you away. Try try yeah. some of the stuff when you're down here. And okay. just, just go for it. Yeah. Uh, so food trucks is kind of where you'll find those local dishes. It sounds like. Yeah, uh, they're they're really surprisingly good. And I know we'll we'll talk about beaches in a, a little while, but some of the beaches actually have food trucks at them. Oh wow! Which is okay. a which is a cool little element to it. Yeah, if for you, sure. If you go to some of more of the locals' beaches, uh, they have um, uh, food trucks right at the beaches and. They serve, uh, you know, you get a beer and a pate. There's not much better than sitting there and looking at sea turtles. Nice. What about uh, what about bars? Like a good place to to grab a drink. So, I mean, you want to go to a beach bar mm. when you come to the VI. So, uh, Megan's Bay is our on St. Thomas anyway is our prettiest beach. With with the caveat that it's the prettiest beach with amenities like that. So it has a beach bar. It has a restaurant. The bar is fantastic. It's right on the sand. You can sit on your, uh, your bar stool and look out at the ocean. It's a mile and a half or two miles of uh, white sand beach. It's fantastic. Oh, nice. Um, 
<clears throat> the other um, the other beach would be Koki Beach. It's a little busier. It's a little more raucous if you want a little more of a party. Koki uh, yeah, Beach is a good one. They have um, little food stands. They have a little restaurant. They have bars, and they'll they have waitresses that'll come and deliver food and drinks to you. They'll also uh, they also feed all of the fish with little dog biscuits. So whenever you go into the water, if you want to snorkel at Koki Beach, there's um, I mean it's like swimming in an aquarium. Oh wow, that's pretty wild. Yeah. That's cool. What about uh, local drinks? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I know what the local uh, main local ingredient for the drinks is uh, <laughs> is down there. But are there any like uh, local drinks that you would you would recommend? Something you should try if you're down there? Sure. Uh, well, rum is cheaper than water down here, <laughs> yeah. so it, everything has rum in it. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to do a, a drink, make sure it's got some rum. Yeah. But. Uh, Aside from like your regular daiquiris and, and things like that, the um, painkiller, which is coconut and pineapple and, and nutmeg, um, is fantastic. And then a bushwhacker is like um, uh, an alcoholic chocolate milkshake. Oh, yeah. That sounds so those can good. be those can and be dangerous, dangerous too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very dangerous. Yeah. And then the um, and rum punch is pretty much anywhere you mm. order a rum punch. Everybody has their own rum punch. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, we, we actually have a, a surprising number of um, of local breweries. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, okay. Yeah, local breweries and wineries uh, around here. Um, they've sprung up in the last couple of years, but uh, Leatherback Brew is um, is on Saint Croix, and they do a fantastic job. They incorporate a lot of uh, local uh, ingredients. Oh, nice. So sour sop, which is a, a type of fruit, uh, sour apples, mango, you know, local fruits and vegetables that they. Um, uh, that they turn into to beer, and actually, we have a um, uh, mutiny vodka is made from breadfruit. Oh, breadfruit vodka. What is kind of like um, breadfruit is a. It looks kind of like a volleyball, but it's green. Oh, interesting. Is it sweet? And it's uh, it can be after it gets super ripe, it oh, okay. turns sweet yeah. like a banana. Hmm. But um, when it's just picked, it's more like a potato. So you make you know potatoes into vodka. You can make breadfruit into vodka. Oh, it's okay. really good. Yep. Cool. Are there any breweries on St. Thomas? There are. There's um, Frenchtown Brewery, okay. which they brew all their own stuff right in Frenchtown. So uh, in the town of Charlotte Amalia, there's a little offshoot called Frenchtown, uh, which is actually um, uh, with uh, populated by uh, French uh, people who had come over in the 1700s, 1800s. And there's a little enclave of, uh, of Frenchies who live on the island which is pretty amazing. So Frenchtown yeah. is its own little thing. It stays open a little later. So if they're staying overnight here, uh, most of the cruise ships obviously don't, but um, the, uh, uh, they, they um, are, some of the restaurants and bars and stuff are open later in Frenchtown. <laughs> really loud. I think it's, it's landing like right, right, uh, right outside yeah, know, the right? airport. <laughs> they, uh, so as an advertisement, we are close to the airport. Uh, <laughs> 15 minutes nice. so if you're, nice. if you're looking for a place to stay that's close to the airport that's us you don't have to drive 20 minutes or half hour to red hook yep. <laughs> um so uh yeah there, so there's frenchtown brewery and then the leatherback brewery that i was just talking about is uh, opening a new place right downtown oh cool um, actually right across from where the cruise ships park in uh haven site is uh where their new brewery location is going to be okay which is very cool yeah yeah haven site it's i mean it seems like a pretty you know, just having, I visited there twice, but there, you know, there's some, there's some 
seems like some relatively uh, decent places to to eat or you know grab a drink right around there. Obviously, they're probably more touristy, would you say, than you know if you went somewhere else. But um, you know, there are places around right around the cruise port as well that you, that are you know easily walk, easily easy walking distances to. No doubt, and also so. Um we're almost, we, the, the island is almost finished with a, a big project that's been like 35 years in the making, which is a, um, a new walkway from Haven site to downtown. Oh, wow. So in the future, hopefully in the next six months, you won't have to, you won't have to take a taxi. You can take a nice 20 minute ish mm. walk, depending upon how far, how fast you walk. And it's, um, a whole new walkway right along the water. So you can walk from Haven site right downtown um, there'll be landscaping and art hopefully, uh, along the way. And so it's supposed to be really nice. Yeah, sounds it, really nice. It's nearly done. The road, the word road work is almost done. They're still working on the landscaping and whatnot. Okay. Has that been a years long project or did it? Oh, okay. Well, they, it was approved some 30 years ago. They just started it. Maybe. Yeah, I know. Wow. Again, adapting to the pace of the way things work down here. But uh, they, um, they, they approved it some 30 years ago. They started it about two. And um, they're hopefully finishing it up in the next six months or so. Okay. And a lot of people have been using it already. I see people riding bikes, which is not common around here because mm. we have, are so hilly. You know, the, the, it's mountainous. At least yeah, St. Right. Thomas is. St. Croix is a little flatter, but St. Thomas is quite hilly. And so is St. John. Mm. Uh, so they uh, there's not a whole lot of bike riding and skateboarding and stuff, but a lot of people have been doing that walking and riding bikes. And you can actually, that's another good uh, thing. There is, um, uh, I don't remember the, the actual name of it, but you know, like those um, uh, rental bikes, those city bikes. Oh, yeah. They now have them downtown. Oh, okay. Um, so you could, uh, right in Haven site, uh, Yacht Haven Grand, which is right next to Haven site. Uh, they have a, a kiosk there where you can rent a bike. You could ride your bike all the way downtown, ride it to Frenchtown. You could even ride it to the other cruise ship dock, which is in Crown Bay. Oh, wow. Because we actually have two. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Which, uh, you keep mentioning St. Croix. Which mm-hmm. island is closer, St. John or St. Croix? St. John is certainly closer. Oh, okay. We, we're in like the St. John, St. Thomas district. Yeah. They're, they're right next to each other. So okay. if people are going to St. Thomas, you can take, they often have uh, excursions that go to St. John. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. not, it's not very far. It's a, it's a 20 minute ferry ride. Yeah. I, uh, I was fortunate to visit St. John one time uh, that I visited St. Thomas. And I actually want to ask you a little bit about St. John later on. Um, so we'll, we'll save that for then. But kind of moving on to things to do in St. Thomas, I imagine there's probably, you know, a list of like touristy things to do. I mean, do you have some things that come to mind that are just, you know, pretty popular things to do that are very touristy? Sure. Uh, you know, people always go to mountaintop, which is, we did that. To be fair, it's, <laughs> you always go to mountaintop, you buy it, yep. you get a banana daiquiri, and it, the view is amazing. Oh, it's, I mean, you can't it's beat phenomenal, view. yeah. It's phenomenal. Um, but it's a very touristy spot. Mm. Lots of T-shirts and trinkets and stuff like that. If mm. you want to get your your things for the whole family that you have to buy in order to make them feel better that you went away and they didn't, you, you get them there. Um, uh, I guess the Megan's Bay is probably the most popular, and then Trunk Bay on St. John okay. is, the, is the third one. Yep. Uh, and then Cokie Beach, like I talked about too, is a... Uh, is a, certainly a tourist, a, a tourist, um, popular spot. Yeah. Okay. 
When you're up on, is it called mountaintop? I mean, I don't even, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. So when you're up there and you're kind of looking out across the harbor, like what are the islands out, out there? Are there any major islands out there or is it kind of smaller territory? Well, you're looking something? at some of the smaller ones closer to the, the um, USVI, but you're looking mostly at the British Virgin Islands. Oh, so really? Tor- okay. Tortola, Virgin Gorda, yeah. Oh. They're that clo- they're very close. Oh, I didn't realize they were they were that close to St. Mm-hmm. Thomas. Okay. And then so if so and then where's St. Croix kind of in relation to So we our hotel faces uh directly almost directly south. Yeah. And so the port is facing south. Yep. St. Croix is basically just dra- directly south of oh, us okay. about I, th- I think it's about uh, 45 miles. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Um what about are there any kind of fun local experiences, kind of off the beaten path uh, things to do that you you know that you might recommend to someone who's visiting and wants to have like that local experience? Yeah, there's there's a couple. Uh, there's a historic tour and a food tour. Oh, so ooh, that sounds like right up my alley. <laughs> the food tour is very good. There's there are two companies that do food tours, and you basically go around to some of the right downtown. It's not it's not um, intensive walking. You're, it's a little bit uphill, but it's you know less than a couple miles within the the various spots, and you get a little drink and you get a, a taste of uh, local food there. They usually start at ten or eleven in the morning and go for two three hours, and you walk around and do. That's a real good one um, because you get to, to taste. You know, like when we travel, we like to taste local food, even if it's yeah right same strange. Yeah. It's out of our out Absolutely. of our comfort zone, but yep. you get. You don't you don't get a feeling for a, a locale more than trying their local food. Totally agree. So yep. the um, the food tours are fantastic. They do such a good job. Are there any specific vendors that you would recommend for that, or is it kind of any of any of the any of the any of the ones that offer it? You know, would would be good. There are really only two main ones, so okay. you'd be able to find those Got pretty it. easily. Okay. Okay. And the they they those some of those companies also do a historic tour, so. Um, unlike some of the other islands that are fairly new, certain St. Thomas and St. John are, are super old mm. and have a lot of connection to, you know, revolutionary war to, um, Danish history. We get a ton of Danish guests. Interesting. Um, they love it. They love coming down here. There's, there's statues here of Danish Kings. There's statue there of, um, of, uh, former governors of the U S Virgin islands and, and people celebrating the Virgin islands up there. Uh, in Denmark and in Copenhagen, so we have a we have quite the connection. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, I would say, um, unlike some islands, we have a we have a really cool uh, historic background and interesting and you know complicated in in some regards, but sure. but also um, it, it, something that you can't get elsewhere and a lot of architecture mm. and um, um, archaeological. Uh, finds from like the original Tainos and Arawaks who lived here. So there's, um, there are a couple historic tours that are really cool downtown and they've, they've done a decent enough job. Hopefully uh, we're going to do a better job of, of maintaining a lot of those, uh, historic buildings and whatnot. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. I actually, I was reading on your website, kind of just the history of your, uh, you know, your inn, and just, even just the history of that I thought was, was very interesting. So it yeah, it's a, it's a original a Dan- time ago. Yeah. 1803. And it's a Danish barracks. Wow. It used to be a, a barracks back in the day. Yeah. That's cool. 
Really cool. So when was it? When was it converted to you know a residential space, or was that, or or did you did you do that when you moved down there? No, no. Um, so in the uh, it was originally the um, uh, barracks for the Danish governors. Uh, three Danish governors lived in the property above us, wow. and um, the the uh, guardsmen for those governors lived in our house. And then over time, it became uh, government government offices, legislative offices. And then uh, around the 1950s, the property split up and it became a residential home. We actually met the people who lived here. People grew up here and they built the pool. Wow. You know, we have, a, we have a pool on property that was built in uh, the 50s and 60s. And uh, then it was a residential house for years until the people we bought it from uh, turned it into an inn. Hmm. So it's been an inn uh, almost 17 years now. Okay. So you mentioned, obviously, I think you mentioned three beaches. Are you know are those kind of the beaches that you would visit when you're coming to St. John or, or excuse me, St. Thomas? Or, um, you know, are there some that, you know, you mentioned Megan's Bay, which is probably the most popular beach. It's the one that yep. I, you know, that I know of, that I know about, <laughs> of course. Are there, you know, are there some, are there some nice ones to visit that maybe aren't as popular and wouldn't get as crowded? Yeah, I would say two, and they cater to two different types of people. One would be Linquist Beach, um, uh, closer to the north side near Red Hook. Still taxi taxi cab away, you know, 15-minute, 20-minute cab ride tops. And uh, there's usually no one there. Mm. If you want to be on the beach by yourself, there's no beach bar. There's hardly um, – there's a, a shower and, and restrooms there, but that's that's it. There's not going to be a whole lot of raucous partying and stuff. Uh, if you want quiet and like take those pictures of just you on the beach type of thing, that's the place to go. Okay. And the other one would be more of a locals beach, um, at Brewers Bay, which is over by the airport. It's uh, where the University of Virgin Islands is. Oh, okay. And um, more of a locals beach. People hang out there. They play music and there's sea turtles and they have uh, food trucks and a little bar and you just hang out and chill for the day. That's it's really a, cool. And not a lot of tourists go there. It's very, very um, uh, locals, lo- a local favorite. Mm. Do any of the beaches, uh, re- you know, have like a, a a fee, like a I don't know, a, a na- national parks fee or anything like that? To yeah, so Megan Megan's and Linquist will both have a fee. I okay. think it's five dollars to get in. Okay, that's good to know. <clears throat> Um, and the tax, the taxi usually takes care of that. They'll, they'll collect all the money and got, Oh, okay. You'll, you'll pay for that while you're on the taxi. Oh, that works out well. Right. They'll, they'll handle all that for you. Okay. You mentioned hanging out with the locals. What are some like tips for blending in with the locals when you're, you know, when you're on the Island? Yeah, sure. So the, the first one is like your secret handshake. And that is saying before you say anything else, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Um, before you ask. So that, that was one of the things we had to learn. Okay. So when you call somebody on the phone, when you see somebody on the street, when you ask somebody where the, the plugs are in Home Depot, it is always, depending upon what time of day it is, and they're very strict about it. You know, 12.01, it turns <laughs> in the good afternoon. That's that's the, it is the polite thing to do down here. And okay. they're, they're the, we now are all about that, mm. uh, being, being polite about that sort sure. of thing. So it's always good afternoon. Do you know where the plugs are in you know, which, which aisle are they in or good afternoon where, you know, where, where can I find uh, a local beer? 
I like that. Okay. And the, the second was one you made a mistake in, in, uh, in our emailing was calling it St. John's. Oh, d- oh don't really? call it St. John's. Oh, man. You'll be out. You'll be outed as a tourist <laughs> immediately. <laughs> like, Oh, well, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, that's a, another good tip. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I had a, a follow up question. Oh, and I imagine just sort of like pace as well. You know, I, I think I, I, I would guess that, you know, you mentioned right out the gate here that it's, you know, much slower pace that you have to adjust to. That is a very good point. Uh, be patient. Yeah. When you're asking for things the, most of the, the bartenders and, and staff, uh, who work at the touristy type places are used to moving along faster. But if you go to a place that's more of a local spot, just chill out, you know, take your time then slow down your pace a bit. Don't, don't worry about, um, rushing, uh, getting your, getting your beer in two seconds, you right. know, that sort of thing. You gotta, for everything around here, you gotta have, you gotta have some patience. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. Um, so real quick, I, I did want to ask you about visiting St. John. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually had it written down here on my, on my notes. I could see it right here. St. John's. <laughs> so I, yep. I'm happy that, uh, that you mentioned that. Um, it, the ferry, I assume, is is really the best way to get over there. I, you know, it's mm-hmm. I think that it's like a public ferry. It's relatively inexpensive, I think. Um, yeah, it's, so it's pretty cheap. Yeah, a quick ride, and it's not far from the uh, the the boat do- the ship docks there. No, so you'll take a, a taxi um, from Haven Site or Crown Bay, whatever one, uh, over to Red Hook, typically, yeah, and okay, hop yeah, on the fer- right. hop on the ferry there. And it's a twenty minute uh, ferry ride. It's super fast. I think it's the thirteen dollars mm. uh, presently for the the ferry. Yeah, okay. And uh, they drop you off right in Cruise Bay, and again on the other side, you'll see a whole line of taxis ready to go to take you wherever. And I, my understanding is that some of the the cruise lines also have their own mm. um, transportation, and they they go right from the cruise dock to some of the places mm. over on St. John. Yeah. And I think you mentioned one one beach on St. John. What was the name of it? That's kind of the uh, Trunk Bay is Trunk the most. Bay. Yeah. Any other any other beaches you would recommend for St. John? So yeah, Trunk Trunk Bay is certainly the most popular one mm-hmm. that um, the tourists go to. But I would say any of the North Side beaches okay. are fantastic and even arguably better than St. Uh, than um, uh, Trunk Bay, mm-hmm. Maho Bay, Hawks Nest, uh, Cinnamon are all fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they're all they're all in pretty good shape even after the storms. They okay. they um you know took a took a beating in the hurricanes of 2017, but um, most of them have been fixed up. Although Cinnamon had a, a full restaurant and bar and everything there that hasn't yet reopened, but uh, everything else is is in real good shape. The St. John is a, a mostly national park, so while 50,000 people live on St. Thomas, only 5,000 or so live on St. John. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's it's very rural. Yeah. It's very natural. Seventy five percent of the island again is is national park. So the national park service takes care of the roads. The roads are in good shape. Um, the beaches are are well maintained. They're fantastic. Uh, again, it's even if there is a slower pace, St. John is even you know ten percent slower than St. Thomas oh, is. Wow. We're the okay. we're the big city over here as opposed to to St. John. Nice. Cool. Uh, thanks for that. That's, uh, that's helpful. So I, the last thing I want to ask you about is just, you know, how, how much does 
cruise tourism support the local economy down there? And obviously, cruises aren't sailing right now. So how has yeah. the pandemic impacted you know tourism in the the U.S. Virgin Islands? So uh, from our perspective, you know, our hotel isn't directly affected by sure. the, the cruise ship guests. Although we we try to uh, navigate our guests in a in a way that they're avoiding some of the cruise right. ship guests because yep. they, you know, tend to crowd the beaches and restaurants and things like that. So you try to go a different way, but uh, the, the Island itself is, is heavily reliant on cruise ship guests, which, um, you know, is making this whole summer and this past year super tough, uh, restaurants, bars, jewelry stores, shops, everything downtown is really, really suffering. So we're hoping, uh, I don't, I don't know when, Disney the cruises are spe- uh, specifically supposed to restart, but yeah, we don't know. Uh, we, we haven't heard anything either yet. So yeah, I heard. I heard Hopefully at one point soon. it was March. Yeah, and then it's gotten moved again to <clears throat> July. So. Yeah, they the they've canceled April is the, okay. the most recent round of cancellations. So you know we don't know anything beyond that at the moment, but hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah, uh, from our perspective too. I mean, from the island's perspective, most of our income we have a, a million plus cruise ship uh, visitors every year. Wow. Okay. And for an island uh, this small, it, that is a huge deal. Yeah. So we're hoping that they they restart soon for the the benefit of the island in general. Sure. What about for for your business? I mean, has it you know held on okay, or is it has it been you know pretty severely impacted as well? We were, especially in the beginning, we were, we were pretty hard hit because sure, yeah. everything got shut down. We have, we had a, a bunch of Danish guests who were in house. They had to go home. Uh, we had to scramble to, to find flights, to find people away home. Some of them even had to fly, uh, to Germany and then drive to Denmark because they couldn't find a flight directly to Copenhagen, uh, or anywhere in Denmark. So, uh, March, April was pretty rough and we, I guess, uh, overly optimistically thought it was going to be, Hey, two months. So we did a lot of work around here. We fixed the pool up. We did a lot of things. We did like the next 12 months worth of maintenance projects in two months. So broke our backs. <laughs> and then we had a second shutdown in June, July. Mm. Uh, but since then we've been pretty good. We're only four rooms. So it's, it's pretty manageable, sure. uh, just for, for my wife and I. And we, um, it's easier to, to fill those. And we, we get a lot of business travelers. We get a lot of local, mm. um, people who are from here who are back visiting. They, oh, okay. they live, they live now in the States and they're visiting their relatives here. So, um, and actually January, February have been pretty good. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, Glad not, not as great as they usually are because this is our high season. Sure, so yeah. from November to April is usually the high season down here. Uh, but it's been pretty good. It's been picking up recently. So, good. That's fingers crossed. Yeah, right. Is the uh, is the island relatively open? You know, just in terms of restrictions and things like that. Yeah, we have a pretty good uh, system going on. Our, our, most of our guests uh, have really complimented the system that we have. The, U, the USVI has um, implemented the USVI travel portal. So uh, within four or five days of travel, you get a, a COVID negative COVID test. Obviously. Um, you upload that PDF into the travel portal. They send you in a reasonable amount of time back a, um, a confirmation email and a green sticker, basically, uh, that you show at the airport when you get there. They take your temperature. So that, I think they've done a good job of 
balancing both the the safety of everyone here as well as trying to maintain uh, being open. So while some of the bars and restaurants and uh, activities like we have, there is a um, uh, zip lining uh, place on island that hasn't yet reopened. Oh, okay. I don't know when they're going to reopen, but that's a, a cool activity. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, some of the, you know, we've lost a couple restaurants and lost a couple bars that may not come back at all. But for the most part, most most things are open downtown. They just finished a big uh, Main Street project where they redid all of Main Street, uh, put new palm trees and put new um, uh, stone walkways and everything. So it looks real nice downtown. And it, it was good. They took the opportunity of being closed to do a lot of that work. Right. So did a lot of work, road work, a lot of work downtown, planting new landscaping and things. So things, when the cruise ships uh, come back, they should look pretty nice. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, uh, I'm definitely excited to get back to St. Thomas one of these days. I, I love the island. I love St. John. Um, it's it's a beautiful a beautiful area. So um, you should stop by. Yeah, absolutely. I will I will definitely do that next time uh, I'm in St. Thomas. I um, I really appreciate your time. This has been helpful. I uh, definitely learned a lot too, which is which is nice. I'll definitely be taking notes for for next time I, I visit St. Thomas. Um, Good. And I want to, you know, send people to your website too. I, I think it's at home in the tropics.com. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So make sure you go and check out uh, Mark's website. And if you're, you're looking for a local, uh, a local experience visiting St. Thomas, be sure to be sure to check them out for sure. Um, and you're also on Instagram. Do you off, do you know your, what your Instagram uh, handle is? Off at home, in, uh, at home in the tropics uh, on Insta. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Uh, go give them a follow on Instagram as well. So. Uh, Mark, thanks again. I really appreciate your time. I, you know, I, I hope things pick back up very soon for you. I hope the cruise industry resumes and uh, can get the, the local economy up and running again. So, thanks, man. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I will be sure to reach out next time I'm in St. Thomas to uh, absolutely come, just come and stop by and well, stop by and we can have a rum punch. Sounds good. All right, appreciate it. Take care. All right. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 